Iguodala, and here it comes. He got it! The Warriors have won on a game-winning shot by Andre Iguodala! Live in the entertainment capital of the world. A Smith screen. Posey will defend. Oh! LeBron James with no record for human life! It's the T.C. Martin Show. Time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. And Saul says, pay pass a big ticket. T.C. Martin. And here comes the Birdman. Flapping his wings and soaring for a sweet flush. When you're all dynamically designed with that hairdo, you can do those kinds of things. With that sweet mohawk. The doctor is now in. Unos, dos, tres. Ole. to have you with us on a thunderous Thursday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Ballpark Frank in the house. Nunchuck wearing Raiders gear today. You gotta love it. We are fueled up, ready to go, courtesy of our good friends at Freddy's Frozen Custard Steak Burgers. The crew has been fed. They are happy. I love it when we have smiles on our faces, especially uh, you guys after you get uh, fueled up from Freddy's. So I think you're ready to go. Yeah, I think Freddie should maybe um, rename the uh, what I get every time is the uh, Bosio Burger because <laughs> okay. it's a triple. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the Phantom Triple, <laughs> the Phantom Triple that he got off me in high school. I'm telling you, the guy was so fat he couldn't have made it. To oh, farm. oh! No, I've told, I said this oh. many times. Uh, the very first time he brought this up years ago, talking about the truck. I go, dude. I go, you had no wheels. You were so heavavy I mean so you're saying a- that instead of going to Freddy's he used to go to fat burger yeah. <laughs> that was before fat burger was around <laughs> I thought you were going with you know the ballpark you know triple because you always get the triple you don't mess around with the single you don't go with the double you go straight to the triple the very first time I took ballpark Frank to Freddy's said hey let's go what, what do you want he goes well he goes what can we get I go get whatever you want he goes okay I'll take the triple oh can I get a chocolate shake with that sure get a chocolate shake uh, what size do you want there, sir? Well, what's the largest you got? Extra large? Bring it on. No problem. So, yes, they should have a combo meal for you. Just call it the triple-triple or the triple-extra-large. Just, just call it the ballpark meal. I don't care. The ballpark meal would be good, right? You know, but yeah, you know, you know, and then they could do some tie-ins with the aviators and others. I mean, they can do whatever they want to, but no, I mean, it's uh, again, I, I mean, I basically eat once a day. And so when I do go, say, but it's a hearty meal. You don't have to explain. It's perfectly fine. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, that's why. It, but, but yeah, I mean, if, if I'm going to get, if I can get a single, a double, or a triple, you know, I want to be in scoring position. <laughs> <laughs> but can you make it home if you have a medium deep sack fly? I can, used to be can, able can, to. Can you make it home? I used to third? be able to. Believe it or not, when I was a youngster many, many years ago and many, many pounds ago, one of my nicknames was Speedy. I was the fastest kid in, in my grade school, and I was one of the fastest even in uh, all the way through high school and that kind of stuff. Look at that. I used to have pretty decent wheels. Okay, I can see that. Sure, why not? You know, hey, we saw old pictures of uh, of Larry Legend. I mean, the the swelt Larry Legend back in the day looks nothing like he looks now. No, well, I mean, I I couldn't bring it. I I didn't. I I kind of stayed away from cameras, but I can bring a couple of pictures. And if you want to post them or something like that, what I used to look like for Throwback Thursday. You're and good that kind with of that. Stuff, Remember we saw the yeah. we saw earthquakes pictures, him wearing the Steve Sachs jersey. I mean, remember the back at the place I used to be at Lotus Broadcasting, uh, 
when we used to do the corporate challenge, there's one person ever in the history of Lotus Broadcasting that won medals in the corporate challenge, and that was me in racquetball, my friend. That's right. You were the king of the racquetball. I no was doubt. a pretty good racquetball player. Yes. I, I, I was fairly good, and, and I played a lot of tennis. I played tennis in, uh, it wasn't regular college, but it was in junior college. Played number three singles. No one's doubting your athletic ability. Seems like you're on the defense here today. That you well, know. you kind of just doubted it. By saying, <laughs> oh, can, can you go home? And I'm like, can you do this? Like, can you? It, it, it kind of sounds like doubts to me, my no, friend. No, well, <laughs> we could have a, a race between you and Bazio coming home from third. I'd probably take you nowadays. You know, wow, he well. must really be slow then. Yeah, because since I have had a few Freddy's triples, and <laughs> ever since my neck, I can't even turn my. The one thing was, if he was gaining on me, if if I was in front of him. Can't turn my head to see him anymore, so I guess I just have to keep on running to the finish line. Then I probably fall over and need CPR, depending on how long the race is. All right. Yes, the Freddy's frozen custard and steak burgers. You can't beat it. Numchuck, very happy with And those shakes Chicago are delicious, time. although yes. I have to do it from memory. Oh, jeez. Yeah, memory from last week. He's mad at me because I forgot the shake you, I'm not mad at you, but I, you brought it up. I didn't have to throw me under the bus again. You know, being so mean again. Sorry. Get it. Oh. It's the magic. But at least, at, least, at least I'm not taking the bus and taking a victory lap around you. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> not yet. All right. Although Nunchuck is dressed to be the bus driver. Get over. Visit Freddy's <laughs> Frozen Custard Steak Burgers. Four locations here in the Valley. The newest one on Rainbow and Russell. So go check that out. And uh, always a great time uh, when we get into Thanksgiving time at Freddy's because of the uh, pumpkin concrete. Yes, you got the pumpkin pie concrete. Yes, it's legit. I'm going to take your word on that kind of stuff. I'm not one of those people that gets into all. I've never understood why somebody, oh, it's let's get into pumpkin now and let's get into that for Halloween and for the Thanksgiving. Sure. You know, just like, oh, come and get this thing here at whatever restaurant for a limited time only. If it's so damn good, why is it a limited time? Why don't you serve it every day? Like my argument with the McRib. There you go. Which is garbage, in my opinion. (laughs) That thing has more chemicals in it than Agent Orange did. And your point is, still delicious, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I've I really never ha- had one, never will. Yeah, see, the McRib is one of those things you either love or you hate. I hate it. But you do hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Numchuck, thumbs up, thumbs down. See, he's up. He's up with me, too. It, it's kind of like... And I don't like that establishment. I don't, I don't care for it. I, really, I don't go there. But the, when they bring that back, like it seems like every two or three years... I'll dive into that. I thought they brought That's it back it. every year at a certain season. They don't, or you know. It's funny because it's certain parts of the country they do. Like I know my buddies in Dallas. I just got the uh, the text in the picture the other day. It's like November time. Hey, it's back here. No, it's... remember when they used to do like the McDonald's pizza and stuff like that? I mean, they've no. experimented what? with a lot of pizza. They used to have pizza. Because Vegas was one of the trial cities for it many years ago. That had to be horrible. It wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's that's why you don't see it. Now it's pizza season time. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I, I quit going to that particular establishment uh, when they made uh, a former Chicago Bears coach by the name of Mike Ditka wear a Packer jersey. Yes. Yeah, it was for Mike, marketing purposes. I, I, it doesn't matter. I was done with him. Yeah. Even though at the end when he took it off. and Do then you know how it, long ago that was? Dude, I have never forgiven Isaiah Thomas for not yeah. going to DePaul with Ray Meyer. Yeah, see, for- I don't. Forget and forgive wow. that easily. Man, do not get on your bad side at all. <laughs> get on Ballpark's bad side. It's all over. Numchuck, you better be wary. You better press the right buttons today. Go, Pat, go! All right. NBA draft. Uh, but, uh, excuse me, i got to run to the restroom and uh, hurl up that yeah. uh, Freddy's triple that <laughs> yeah. I just had. 
That's terrible. <laughs> it was delicious. Come on. It, it was, was delicious. But now you've just ruined the meal. There you go. <laughs> NBA draft was last night. We're going to talk to the big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright. He'll join us a little bit later on in this hour. We'll dive into that. Next hour, we talk to our good friend Heidi Fang from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Talk a little UFC. We have news today that came down. UFC 257 has been announced. And guess who is coming back? Be about a year after he was last in the ring. Conor McGregor signed to fight Dustin Poirier. Uh, main event, UFC 257, on January the 23rd. The fight will be at 155 pounds. No official site has been determined as of yet. However, we do believe it will be on Frank's favorite place, Fight Island. Not Fantasy Island, not with Tattoo, but uh, it will be in Dubai. Mr. Rock, Mr. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> the plane, the plane. Maybe I should go to that. It's the day before my birthday. You want to go to that? Yeah. You think Dana will let you on the, on, on the flight? You know, I, I've heard that actually if you're a media that, that they're pretty accommodating about that kind of stuff. But the thing is, if you go there, you usually have to spend like about a month there. Yeah. Because they usually have a couple. They, they do more than one fight card. So if they're doing a pay-per-view, they'll do a couple lead-ups into that and that sort of thing. So you got to be ready to go over there for a while. But from what I understand, they're very accommodating and they pretty much foot the bill for everything. Yeah, but I can't see you surviving with the, the, the food options and... Fight Island. I heard the food's pretty good. It's just, uh, what yeah. is there? Some but you're fight? too picky. Is it a Coke or Pepsi Island? That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> we know it has to be a Coke. If it is, you're out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Play. If it's the other stuff, nope. Uh, yeah. All right, so we'll talk to Heidi <laughs> Fang about that. Nick Bogdanovich, the William Hill Sportsbook Director of Trading, he will join us a little bit later on today, too. So we'll talk to Nick regarding the Week 11 docket on the NFL. And we'll talk to him about some college games as well, too. Plus, we've got Thursday Night Football tonight. Should be a good one between the Cardinals and the slumping Seattle Seahawks. So we'll have opinions on that game as well, too. I believe the last time they played it was a pretty exciting game. Very exciting game, just a few weeks ago. Yes. So Seahawks would uh, like to uh, get back in the win column because they've dumped, what, uh, two in a row? Can you see Russell Wilson losing three in a row? And the uh, point spread in this game down to Seattle minus three was four and a half when it opened. A lot of Cardinal money coming in, so we'll hit all of that. But, uh, yeah, before we bring the seven-footer on, I do want to talk about the uh, NBA draft. But before we do that, uh, probably very, very sad news coming out of the NBA that uh, we heard last night, actually right prior to the draft, was uh, Clay Thompson, the great guard for the Golden State Warriors, was injured in a workout in Los Angeles yesterday. He was getting ready for the season. He had been progressing very nicely from – his left knee injury, where he missed the entire season. You remember last year with a torn ACL? Well, yesterday he was working out with a couple of other younger NBA players. Just a normal workout. Nothing crazy. No five-on-five. No. Torn Achilles in his right foot. Clay Thompson is out for the year. And like I said, he missed all of last season with a torn ACL in the left knee. Now this hits the right side. Uh, of his lower body, uh, you just got to feel for this guy. And, and remember when this in- injury happened in the finals the year before last, it was just so sickening and so sad to see him basically hobble off a court, try to come back and play, couldn't play. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why the Warriors did lose that series to Toronto two seasons ago. Um, and I know the Warriors fans were hoping, okay, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, have to suffer this past year. And they were horrible even though, again, it wasn't a full season. And Steph Curry got hurt as well, too. 
So there was all this hope that, hey, Clay's going to be back healthy. Steph's going to be back, coming, uh, come back healthy. And now Clay Thompson gone for this entire season. Yeah, and it's almost like Clay Thompson, to me anyhow, I don't know what your thoughts on it are, but I've always thought that he's been a little bit underappreciated because they talk about Draymond Green doing so much stuff for the team and, of course, Steph Curry, the league MVP and everything. Clay Thompson might be as good a shooter as Steph Curry, certainly when he gets on a roll. Uh, you know, I mean, he's one of the reasons that Curry gets some of the shots he does because he does open it up because you can't discard Steph Curry, although Curry can certainly also hit with men on him. But, yeah, just a, a, a devastating blow to him. And now you have to wonder, too, with coming off the injury and now having this one here when he comes back I believe he's going to be around 31 or something like that when he does get back in will he ever be close to the player that he was with the types of injuries that he's had and you know if you lose a half a step in the NBA it's like losing one or two steps in some of the other sports out there or something like that you know you have to create your own shot a little bit but a lot of time at the three-point line you're wide open but I just don't know because, again, so much of shooting is from the legs and from the entire body of it. Everybody thinks it's just the shot, but it's a lot more to it than that. I don't know that we ever see the Clay Thompson that we did before. Yeah, that window may have closed, and it's it's very, very sad because definitely he started to really come into his own the last three or four seasons. Just a fantastic shooter, but a great ball player. And, you know, we've talked about this before, and I'm a firm believer of the second-generation players, second-generation athletes, they are so good and they're so fundamentally sound because they grew up around the game. We talked about Kobe Bryant. You know, His dad was not a, a great basketball player, but he spent so much time in the NBA. Kobe grew up around it. Steph Curry, the exact same thing. Del Curry, one of the best you know, outside shooters that the league has ever seen, and Steph fell right into that. And, of course, Steph's brother, uh, exact same thing. Not as, not as good as, as Steph Curry. But, uh, you know, you look at Clay Thompson. A lot of people don't realize that's Michael Thompson's kid. Michael Thompson had a fantastic career, uh, first with the Portland Trailblazers and then won an NBA title with the Los Angeles Lakers. But Michael Thompson, his career got cut short a little bit because of injuries. He had, he had nagging knee injuries. And we see, you know, Clay Thompson the last couple of years, and, and Clay has gone through some other injuries prior to that. Not saying that's totally hereditary, but. It just seems to me, when we're talking about the great players, and uh, it's it's these players who come from you know second generations. Patrick Mahomes, another guy, even though it's a different sport, but his father, you know, played all those years in Major League Baseball, was a fine pitcher for the Twins and several other teams. But you know, when that is, you know you're around it and you're going to the park or you're going to the gym and you're and you're being around that lifestyle and you're able to to work out and get the finest training you it just seems like you have an advantage and i i think it's a beautiful thing and most of the time these guys they're the most humble too you know you can make that argument maybe with kobe bryant people say well kobe was this and that you know kobe's was was still pretty humble kobe made some mistakes he was maybe hard to get along with you know, we talk about Michael Jordan. This that people want to compare that both these guys maybe not have not been the were not the greatest uh, of teammates, but the bottom line is most of these guys 
are very, very mature for their age when they come into the league. Well, and you mentioned that not only the bloodlines on that too, but <clears throat> there's another common denominator with a lot of those guys that you mentioned, and that is that they all have a chip on their shoulder from a certain mm-hmm. standpoint. You mentioned um, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, his father played in the NBA, but he also played a bulk of the time over in Italy and other places mm-hmm. overseas, so he didn't always have that NBA luxury. Uh, Steph Curry went to a smaller college, even though his dad was Del Curry. He wasn't recruited by some of the Power 5 schools and the big basketball powerhouses, so he had something to prove. Uh, was he big enough? Could he do this and that? You know, was he just a gunner? Could he do anything else in the game? Clay Thompson, like you mentioned, although his father played completely different type of positions. His father played down low in a different era game. All of a sudden, he turns out, he comes out and he's a shooter and that kind of stuff. Michael Jordan, historically, everybody knows, he talks about when he didn't make the varsity basketball team. He brought the guy that beat him out when he was enshrined in the Hall of Fame and still one of the most non-humble Hall of Fame speeches right. in the history of the game in that. So, non-humble you know, guys, that's and, why. And, and, you know, <laughs> and, you, and you talk about a lot of those guys. Some guys can follow in their father's footsteps and go in the same sport. But I do sometimes also admire the ones that do try to cut their own path, like you mentioned with Mahomes, like you mentioned uh, you know, another guy, I mean, Ken Norton Jr. and Ken Norton Sr., you know. Ken Norton didn't want his son play, being a boxer, so he went and played football. Uh, with CTE and that, maybe it's just as dangerous right. or whatever. But, but, yeah, I mean, there is that athletic gene, but it also shows that even with all the physicality and, and as much as the grind is in all these sports, sometimes it's freak little things that don't look like anything. How often did we see – that's why the Pro Bowl does a lot of the things and they've cut out some of the things. Guy's playing a flag football game and somebody injures himself in the end zone because he's playing in the sand. Mm-hmm. Thompson injures himself on a non-contact thing. How often do we see it in football where these guys bash into each other, 300-pound guys running four fives or 250-pound linebackers smashing into each other. They get up and they play every down, and then they trip over one of the uh, yard markers on the, on the thing or something like that, and their career's over. It's, it, it's crazy sometimes. As big and tough as these guys are, sometimes it's the freaky little stuff that looks like nothing. Mm-hmm. That can end up ending everything. Perfect example is Kevin Durant. I mean, look how Kevin Durant, you know, ended his you know career with the Warriors there. And don't know if Kevin Durant will be the same guy. He had to sit out all this past year. wasn't ready to come back with the Nets. But again, it was more. It was a freak injury. It, and same thing with Clay Thompson was going down for a layup. Went the went in the lane. You know, twi- twisted the knee. Somebody came down on him. We saw when Steph Curry was out for a, a long amount of time. Same type of thing. Down the lane. Someone, you know, awkwardly, his own teammate, uh, you, know, you know, you know, crushed his leg. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy how this happens. And you, back to the chip on the shoulder, you mentioned Clay Thompson. Not widely recruited out of high school. He went to Washington State. Right. A, not a powerhouse. Wasn't back then. Still isn't today. But again, you know. So all of these guys that we're talking about, yeah, didn't end up at the at the major schools. So, and that's yeah. even with their bloodlines and everything exactly. else, and the fathers and everything exactly. else that they could recruit. But they were so. all they had something in common too: Curry and Thompson and Kobe Bryant. If you looked at these kids when they were in high school, and even when they first started in the NBA, very thin. Okay, did not have those uh, bodies developed at all. I mean, Steph Curry. I mean, again, you look at this kid. Like, are you kidding me? Look how skinny this kid is, and he had to put on twenty to thirty pounds. One of the reasons, like you said, why he didn't go to North Carolina or Duke. I mean, he was you know right there in that belt, but he ended up at Davidson. And Bob McKillop saw him and said, "Hey, I'll take a shot with this kid." And Bob McKillop had no idea what he was going to turn in uh, to being the head coach, the longtime coach at Davidson, and and look what you got there. 
And and then even after his college days, he still went to the NBA, and people went, well, Skinny okay. as a rail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's small. He's skinny. Yeah, he can shoot a little, but he's kind of a gunner. Mm-hmm. Can he play D? He played at mm-hmm. Davidson, but could he play at one of the big schools? And the NBA is going to eat him up, 82 games, the physicality, everything else out there. And it's not only the chip on their shoulder, but they were all also the successful ones are students of the games. Mm-hmm. Again, when you talk about Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan said every time he went, well, how do you do this move? Kobe was constantly in every other player's ears, not trying to emulate them or shadow them, but he wanted to learn everything about their game and see what he could implement is to, into his game. You know, my favorite Michael Jordan commercial of all time, of all the, it seems like, hundreds of thousands of them that he did, was the one where he's in the gym. And can you imagine not seeing my face every, every hour? Can you imagine not seeing this? I can, and that because he was the first, as arrogant and egotistical as he was, he was also the hardest worker out there. And because he had that drive to, I can, Michael Jordan was one of those people that hated losing more than he enjoyed winning, mm-hmm. hated it much more. And sometimes that's that drive, but you also have to be a student of the game. And it certainly doesn't hurt to have talent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are going to talk about the NBA draft from last night, a very different draft. Not a whole lot of household names. I cannot really remember an NBA draft quite like this before where you don't have any Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, or Kentucky guys drafted in the top 14. Think about this stat. How strange is this stat that those schools I mentioned, KU, UK, UNC, Duke, no draft selections in the top 14. First time that has happened since 2000. And you wonder what this draft is all about. Who are these kids be, being drafted? We always talk about inexact science. The NBA draft, what it's turned into, especially this past year, is the most inexact science compared to any other sport because you don't have a long body of work that you could look at these guys. It used to be that way. You could look at a kid going way back, three, four years of college, even if you had the one or two years of college, but so different than football or even baseball. Even baseball, you're looking at these kids while they're in high school. They're playing in college. If they do play four years of college, you've got to remember they're playing like 80 games a year in college, and you have plenty of video to look at, plenty of opportunities to go scout. What could you possibly scout for these guys in this year's draft? All right, you you basically had a little more than you know a half of a half of a season. You had no off season workouts whatsoever. And when your number one pick is a kid from Georgia that most people have never heard of before, and this guy is a good player, he's not a great player, Anthony Edwards. There's no guarantee that 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 he is going to be very good. James Wiseman probably has the most talent. He played three games in college in Memphis. He played three. LaMelo Ball goes third to the Charlotte, whatever you want to call it, Bobcats, Hornets, whatever you want to call them now, Michael Jordan. That would be good, huh? You got LeVar Ball and Michael Jordan get together. And, 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 Maybe they and, can't and, play their one-on-one game now, huh? Yeah, and, and, and the father involved. And, and, and yes. of course, and, and Ball is known more because of his brother and his father, probably even than his own basketball prowess. And, and now he falls to the third pick. And now, you know, oh, Michael Jordan was a third pick. And now Ball said, yeah, he's not going to be the next Michael Jordan. And if he is, I'll be more than happy 15 years from now 
if I'm still on this planet to uh, to say that I was wrong. But no, it's, there's nobody like that. But like you said, it's an inexact science. But it is weird right now because you don't know how these guys are going to develop in today's game. The college game is a different than the pro game. It's always been a little bit different, but it seems even more so than that to me these days. And again, it used to be like you had to kind of come from a winning program. Now it's not necessarily that way. We have guys that uh, Anthony Davis didn't he in college? His team didn't even make the tournament. Right, right, right. And we had with the number four pick, is out of Florida State, wasn't even a starter. This kid was not even a starter. He was like the sixth man of the year in the in the ACC. Are you? He's the number four overall pick. He's not a starter. What does this tell you about this draft? Okay, this is not a good draft. It's probably the worst crop. Of, of of players coming in, and we'll see over time if any of these guys develop. But if you're just if we're grading on what we've seen thus far, there's not much to grade. And if you want to grade an Anthony Edwards, you're not going to grade him an A. You're not going to grade this guy. He's not all American, and he's the number one overall pick. And the NBA has been going this route the last couple of years, and of course, it's been dominated by a lot of European and foreign players. I understand that. But and people aren't staying at school, you know, for for long periods of time. I, I don't know what it's going to be like next year, the year after. But last night, it was one of the lowest rated programs. People don't know these kids; they're not going to tune in for this. And in the NBA draft, used to be like the NFL draft, where it was pretty much must see to e. Yeah, but and especially the NBA because it was only two rounds. It flew by. You could watch it for two, three hours. And be wildly entertained, and you could connect with these guys because you watched them play in college. And that's not the case, definitely not the case, you know, right now. So, uh, but think about that what we just said top 14 picks, no one from Kentucky, Kansas, Carolina, or Duke. This is an anomaly. Yeah, first time since 2000. That's 20 years. Well, it wasn't that long ago where the Kentucky was talking about that, that they wanted to get. All five of their players drafted in the first round, absolutely, and, 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 as you know, as lottery picks yeah. and that sort of yeah. stuff. So yeah, it, it, it's totally crazy, but it shows how the world has changed when it comes to the draft. And that the other thing about it, we heard about all these trades. There's going to be tons of trades. No trades in the first fifteen picks. Okay. Now maybe the Clay Thompson injury, maybe it changed what the Warriors were going to do. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. But for all the trade talk we heard, not one during the lottery picks. Exactly. Exactly. This number one pick could be worse than UNLV's Anthony Bennett, number one overall. How's that? Cleveland. Way to go. <laughs> they got that one right. There you go. Way to go, C-Win. C-Win special there. There you go. Assist. All right, we come back. The big seven-footer is going to join us. We'll get his thoughts about the draft. Clay Thompson, talk about injuries, a whole lot more, a lot to cover on a Thunderous Thursday edition. Don't forget, it is your time to get on down to a William Hill Sportsbook and get yourself some free money as well. That's right. You can get the TC promo, real simple, $50 in your account. If you don't have a William Hill app, make sure you get the app, deposit at least $50. They will give you another free $50. That's right. So you start with $50, end with $100. There you go. Free room, free money to play with. All you have to do is when you sign up for the app, go on down to any of the William Hill Sportsbooks, including the Cosmopolitan, our Friday home, and use the promo code TC50. Use TC50, deposit $50, get another 50 in your account at the uh, William Hill Sportsbook. Get the William Hill Sports app today. Cartwright! 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 He yelled Cartwright. I missed that. 
Who's Cartwright? I'm Cartwright. You're not Cartwright. Of course I'm not Cartwright! There's only one Cartwright. Only one. And we're not talking about the guy on the horse and Bonanza. Now, what was that guy's first name? Which Cartwright was that? Well, there was, that was Ben Cartwright, there was right? Ben Cartwright. Yeah. There was Little Joe. There was Hoss. There was Adam. How many Cartwrights were there? Well, he had the, he had the three sons. Yeah. That's why we call it the Cartwright Family Ranch, because uh, there you go. Up in Carson City. <laughs> the big seven-footer. The man in the middle. We're on San Francisco. 7-1. Bill Cartwright. Look at this. You got a TV show open. You got Ray Clay coming on for us. We got, we got music as well, too. You got your favorite Western music. I mean, you have it all here, my friend. I, I think this should be a sponsored element. Can you, can you bring a sponsored element to the table while we're at it? A sponsored element? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> just... What are you talking about? Money! Money! Let's bring money to the table! That's what we got to do here. That's what we're talking about. That's what a sponsored element is. Endorsements. We're giving you all this love here. That's what I'm saying. Show TC the money. Yeah, show <laughs> me the money. What's going on, buddy? Uh, that's 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 very odd, but that's okay. That's typical too. <laughs> typical. T- <laughs> I'll tell you what's typical too. We, we asked for music, and we don't have music going here. Oh, there! Look at Nubchuck. What are you doing? What are you so slow for today? He was playing Marcel Marceau's greatest hits. <laughs> I don't know if Bill got that one or not. No, once again, um, you know, you can't, you know, a joke's got to be a, a universal joke. It can't be an inside joke. And also, an inside joke that's not funny. Marcel Marceau is so, not an inside joke. He's the greatest mime of all time, and that actually comes from the movie FM, so I actually kind of stole it from that. Yeah, so that's not an inside joke. Marcel Marceau, you know, you know, he's French. He was the yeah. original man in the box, the mime guy. Yeah, he, he hung out at Froggies, didn't he? He's a French yeah, guy. Why don't, you, why, why don't you walk outside and pass that information along <laughs> and see how many guys beat the car to you? <laughs> you can't beat a good mime, man. Come on. We love a good mime. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're so popular. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like your next contest is going to be who's the greatest well, mime of all time. Greatest mime of all time. Greatest mime. There you go. Well, Frank just named it, right? He's the most famous. Marcel Marceau by far. Is there anybody else? There's lots of other people. How about that guy? How about that guy? How about that guy that's standing in front of the Cosmopolitan on Friday afternoons? Unbelievable. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There's there's, there's lots of them. Oh, hey, you know, I'll tell you what there's not a lot of, uh, not a lot of quality picks in last night's draft, my friend. We don't have any household names. There wasn't even a consensus number one here. Here's a, here's a funny story as we talk about the NBA draft with Bill Cartwright. So the Minnesota Timberwolves have the number one pick. They were trying to trade the pick for days, for weeks. They tried to trade it all the way up until their time. I thought I was watching the Kevin Costner movie of draft day. What are we going to do? They were literally trying to trade the pick all the way up until it was time for their pick. You know what they said? They didn't get any takers. Okay, fine. Let's take uh, Anthony Edwards from Georgia. What does that tell you? The Timberwolves did not want anyone in this draft. 
And and guess uh, what? They the the teams that they were trying to trade with, they knew that too. They said, "Hey, let this be your number one. Go for it. We want no part of it." Speak to that, Big Bill. Well, look, draft is always hard because you're looking to you're you're looking at guys that had great uh, college college careers, and then now you're banking on the fact of of being able to look at those guys and what they're going to be like in about three or four years. So, uh, I mean, the draft consensus when Michael when Michael Jordan came out was Sam Bowie. So that's why he did not go number one or number two. Sam Bowie went number one. Now, in hindsight, kind of a bad deal. So, uh, you know, you got to go with your best judgment. And hopefully you rely on the fact that you have some vision, some thought, uh, about what these guys can be, and you're building your team for that. Uh, so it is hard. It is hard because you just you just don't know. You don't know how good these guys are going to become, and you just give it your best guess. So so we'll see. There, there could be but, uh, some all-star players in there. We we just won't know. So you were drafted by the Knicks in that in that point in time. The, you know, the, the Knicks were a, a pretty solid franchise, and we've seen them struggle. We've talked to you about this so many times, uh, not being able to get it right with players, coaches, you know, front office. And probably one of the better players in this draft, uh, Obi Toppin from, from Dayton, ends up uh, at the Knicks, and there were several teams that passed on him. Uh, pretty interesting there. But uh, when, when you look at your old franchise in the Knicks – I know you. You've got to shake your head, you know, because it seems like year in year out there seems to be an upside for them. People think, okay, they're always drafting high, but they can't get it right. Probably the last guy they got right was you. Well, no, I think they've had some pretty darn good players since then. You know, namely Shaquille, Mark Jackson, uh, Kitty Walker. I mean, you know, I mean, they, I mean. Like the big thing with an organization, it rests on the foundation of, of their owner, of their GM, and of, the, and of their players. Example, when I was with the New York Knicks nine years, we had five different coaches, five in nine years. Nobody's going to win that way. You're not going to win. You're not going to uh, keep any players. Uh, your, your your team changes constantly. And when you see organizations, uh, and, and it's frustrating to franchises, and as you know, you and I are both Sacramento Kings fans, but how long do those coaches stick around? I mean, how long are they there? Not uh, long, yes. Not long. So how are you going to build a foundation of anything in that short period of time? Now, uh, I'm not saying that there's – Everybody's great. I'm saying that there's uh, if they're if they're to be given a chance uh, to be good, you, you've got to give those guys a nice window, and you've got to give those guys some players to develop. Uh, it's everybody working together. I mean, I had a perfect storm, and it, it only took nine years for me to be traded from New York to Chicago. To have, and, and you know the story. So you have, in my mind, the, the, the best GM of the league. We had the best strength and conditioning coach in the league. We had the best trainers. Uh, 
Um, we had a great starting group. We had a great second group of starters. So, but it was a total team thing, and we were able to keep that group together for a long period of time. So, um, if you have a group that is working together, you have an owner that's going to leave them alone, as he, as Jerry Reinsdorf did in Chicago. Uh, you can get that done if everybody's on the same page. But uh, in this day and age, you have to win. You have to win right away. Um, so it's just really interesting. I mean, even with Alfred Gentry, he gets let go, uh, gets gets a rookie, has injuries every year, and he's and he's let go. So um, to me, the organization rests. Ownership, GM, president. If those guys aren't solid, if your house is not solid. If your foundation is not solid, it is going to fall. And I, I think that you see that more times than not. So let me ask you this. Don't you feel that the way to build an NBA team has really differed in recent years, maybe say the last decade? Now, I understand there's only two rounds in the NBA draft. But really, if you're going to win, it seems like it is now built through free agency. The draft is almost dismissive. And especially this year's draft, when you look at this, there's no one really to get excited about. And like I said, teams are saying, "Hey, Minnesota, this is you, know, you want to be the number one pick this year? Okay, good good luck trying to figure this out." Give me your thoughts, Bill, on the way you build a team nowadays compared to before. Well, it is different nowadays. That's exactly correct, and it's because these guys who are coming out of the draft are 19 years old. As opposed to years ago, they were 21 and 22 years old. So uh, that's why I get confused why people are so excited about the draft. Like this 19-year-old kid, 20-year-old kid, unless they're special. Now, there's there's very few of those guys walking around. Uh, I thought uh, um, the guy in Dallas is special. Uh, besides him, um, I don't, I don't, I don't see anybody playing that role. It's going to take time to get those kids to mature. So, so you're talking two, three years before those guys are able to make a contribution, and then now you're able to make a run into the playoffs. So, uh, it is a different beast, and you do have to have. Uh, free agents, but you have to be able to build that team. And also, when you're watching a game, now look, you have to be able to look at the game and say, look, what kind of team is this? Uh, is this a defensive team? Is it an offensive team? Are they a transition team? Um, how many guys do they play? Um, it's just. Uh, it's just a different beast nowadays and watching basketball. Because if you can't look at that team and and tell them and tell yourself what that team is, they're probably not a very good basketball team because they have no identity. Isn't one of the dangers of 
from an organization with the draft these days, with so many of these kids needing two to three years to develop, isn't one of the dangers that you might draft somebody who might turn out to be a really good basketball player, but their first contract, their rookie contract ends, and then when they're ready to really break out in the NBA, they could go to free agency and leave you, and you basically are training them or tuning them up to be the star that they're going to be with somebody else down the road. And that is exactly true. So, um, to me, there was a more years ago. Um, there was more of a camaraderie of understanding that when you get drafted, you know, ownership to say, "Hey, look, we have faith in you. We want you to stay here." And when you become a free agent, we want you here. Guys used to uh, not play out their contract as they do now. You would get signed uh, maybe a, a year ahead. So the game was a lot different then. Ownership was a lot different then. Uh, players were a lot different then. Uh, and obviously there's, there's so much money that everything has changed now. Because look at this. You can be drafted, and then after your second contract, if, you, if you're any kind of a player at all, uh, you could be done. You could be done playing after your second contract because there's so much money. If you want to be, so so that's why it's so important. So that's why guys are willing to leave because um, you can you can be set for life. You know, and that takes care of a lot of a lot of people. It takes care of your family. Uh, maybe helps out your parents. Uh, it is it is it's huge. So uh, I can't blame the guys um, because they there are they are in such great position. Um, they do have a great voice in the league. So it's just that kind of a beast right now. The big seven footer, Big Bill Cartwright, uh, joins us talking about last night's NBA draft. The could be the biggest winner. And again, we, you never know with winners and losers. You need three years to, to play this thing out. But anyway, just in theory, the Warriors pick up James Wiseman. He only played three games at uh, Memphis, but he's a big man. We'll see. You know, they felt that okay, he is the the best guy available. Even though they had news that, that Clay Thompson's injury, you know, maybe they should pick up a guard. But they decided to go with the big man. The next pick, though, goes to Charlotte. And Michael Jordan decides to take a chance on LaMelo Ball. How do you think this works out with uh, your former teammate, your buddy Michael Jordan there? And then here comes not only LaMelo, but here comes LaVar to go with it. We know the history here of LaVar and UCLA, LaVar and the Lakers. And now we go cross country. How is that going to work out in Charlotte? It's just totally going to depend on that organization. I'm sure they did their homework, at least I've they thought they did their homework on them. Um, has to do with the, the kind of team that they have. Has to do with the roles that they're going to play. And uh, I mean, thus far, those guys have really been had a really tough time even getting to the playoffs. So um, you know, if this if these guys are good enough players to be foundation players to build their organization out of, you know, I, I really hope so. Uh, so we'll see. Nobody knows. This is why it's just really, really tough 
to uh, to think you're gonna you're gonna win right away out of the draft is just it's just really really difficult unless you have uh, really good and really solid veteran players. I'm not seeing it, but uh, we'll see. With the NBA only having the two rounds of the draft. Is there some thought process if you're a player that might go really late in the second round or maybe not get drafted that in some scenarios you might be better off to be somebody that's actually not drafted so you can kind of be that free agent and shop around for a team that you might have a better fit and a better chance of making than being pigeonholed into the team that drafts you and maybe you're not a fit on there and you're not going to make the team as likely? Um. I don't really know of anybody who doesn't want to get drafted. So, I mean, the, the advantage of it, if the team did draft you, even if it's in the second round, that means they want you. And if you did not get drafted, they're telling you, yeah, you're, got, you're probably not good enough, and they don't want you. Um, so, you know, you always have the option. You could always go over go overseas. You could play over there. Uh, you have those veterans coming back as, as well. So, um, and look, for some guys, uh, to go overseas and play for a year or two is, is not is not bad. It's not horrible. Uh, so, now that's 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 an option. But but there are options other than the NBA. Uh, if guys are are quite ready to play. So, Bill, let's talk about the Clay Thompson injury. Uh, you're there in the Bay Area. It's a blow for Warrior fans. The guy misses all last year because of the knee injury, the ACL. Now we, he gets an Achilles injury working out yesterday. Talk about the difficulty you know, as a player to not only have that type of debilitating injury in one leg, now this injury that he comes in. How how difficult is this going to be for Clay Thompson to to come back number one, and can he be the player that we are used to seeing? Uh, well, for one thing, um, you know, as a player, I played two straight years of basketball. Uh, I did not miss a game when I played for the Knicks, and then I developed a stress fracture, and at the end of the season, I ended up missing the uh, entire half of, of a season. So as I was working out, uh, in my first uh, practice, I broke the foot, broke that same foot. And mentally, it, it was really, really hard because I had, I had prepared. I had already missed half a season, and now I'm going to be out for the whole season. And it's just it's just really, really hard mentally. So... Um, you know, for 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 Clay, uh, it is not uncommon to actually have the same injury on the opposite foot for obvious reasons because you're you're putting more pressure on it until you're actually accustomed to using that that leg again. So that's not an uncommon injury. It's just, and I think he'll get back, and he'll get back fine. So. You know the doctors are great now. They can uh, uh, get him back, and uh, they can get him strong. And maybe it takes a little more time to uh, get himself back. Um, but it's more of a mental thing. 
And, uh, you know, not only for himself, but for his teammates, because there was such a high anticipation of those guys getting back to where they were. So, um, you know, that's, that's a huge blow for him. It's a huge blow for his family. And it's a huge, huge blow for that organization uh, that's looking to win a championship. And they're already talking about that today. Can they win a championship without him? I, I, I think that's going to be extraordinarily difficult. All right. Um, not only as a player, but mentally to know that uh, you have a, a, an all-star player uh, not on the floor and, and one of the best shooters uh, in the league. It's just going to be really, really tough. All right, he is the big seven-footer. What is the Cartwright family contest looking like this week? Okay, I think you're going to love this. Oh, jeez. You're going to absolutely love it. You think? The, the contest this week is going to be who is or what is the greatest magazine <laughs> Of all time. Magazine. We just did book last week. And now you're coming back uh, with a magazine? Wait a minute. You never did food back-to-back. You had to have that buffer period. Now you're going reading and reading? Reading puts you to sleep. You're putting me to sleep here. What are you doing? Well, no. We're putting you to sleep because, obviously, I guess you've only read about half a dozen books in your life, so that killed you. I'll take the under on that one. So, so I so I decided this week. I know if he's not reading a book, maybe he's reading a magazine. So we really did this for you. I, I think you should have went book. newspaper. You had a better shot. I go with a sports section in a newspaper. All right, ballpark. Uh, you're you're the avid reader here of the group. Uh, let's see. You went book last week, magazine this week. Uh, who's your favorite magazine? Or should I take a guess? Well, I mean, back in the day, my favorite magazine was Sports Illustrated when it was relevant. I agree. But now with the tickers and everybody's phone having all the information on that, anything in Sports Illustrated, once you get past the 40 pages of advertising, <laughs> is week old news. So my favorite magazine these days, I don't really look at magazines. I do everything online. See, Bill, it's a dying breed. What are you going to go with? Uh, see, uh, AARP, the magazine? Uh, Better Homes and Garden? Let's see. Uh, Good Housekeeping? How's that? I think those are all television networks, too, now. Family Circle? How's that? Is that up your wheelhouse there? Women's Day? Wait a minute. I know you're okay. a people guy. People, how's that? I did used to enjoy Mad Magazine. Ma- I knew that, <laughs> Mad Magazine. Sure, that's good. Alfred E. Newman. How about National Geographic? Okay, have you, have you ever listened? Have you, well, you've seen Mad. You've seen Rolling Stone. Yeah, I like Rolling Stone. Okay. Uh, uh, what about Cosmopolitan? You ever look at that? No. Saturday evening. Well, sports illustrators, you do. Yeah. Numchuck says hustler. He likes hustler. Well, there there you go. And I'm I'm shocked none of you mentioned Playboy, which is probably your number one. Playboy's not bad, huh? You know? Yeah, there you go. You only read it for the articles, though, right? Exactly. Only reading it for the articles, of course. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's that's all I'm saying. Well, uh, did we miss any here? Oh, you missed a ton. Uh, like what? Help me out here. You gotta be kidding me. I I just I just read off like seven or eight, you know, right there. None of none that I look at. None that I do people still get magazine subscriptions. They still get that in the mail. 
<laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> All right, Bill, give us your, I know you don't want to give your number one or whatever, but go ahead and give us a, a, a top five. Give us something to choose from that I could say, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Well, look, the easiest thing for you would be just to say something like Sports Illustrated. Okay, I like Sports Illustrated. I used to like Sport Magazine. Sport Magazine was good. Yeah, I like Sport, yeah. Yeah. A little edgier. Okay. How about, okay, how about no, uh, Frank and I used to no, get the no, old Street and Smith I, magazines. I, I, Remember those? Because, like, I, because I can help you here because you're a music guy. Yes. So you've got to look at Rolling Stone magazine. At least look at it. I, yeah, I used to look at that. They, they skewed more towards the rock, though. You know what I'm saying? They, went, uh, they didn't get into the R&B thing until later. Because you know I'm well, an R&B guy. Yes, I know that, but I was trying to help you with some music. How about Jet? Can we go with Jet? You, you, you can go with Jet or Ebony. Ebony. Probably, <laughs> Ebony, Ebony's probably better. Jet was terrible, though, right? That was terrible. Look, you can go with Life. You can go with Man Magazine. You can go with National Geographic. You can go with Cosmopolitan. You can go with Vanity Fair, Fortune. You know, you're, you're not a golf guy, but you can go with a golf magazine. Um, okay. You, you, know, you, you know what magazine that, that I like, that I still like, my wife thinks is quirky, is, um, well, I like Reader's Digest. <laughs> of course. It, while you're eating it with your grape nuts in the morning. I used to eat Reader's like Digest years ago. Yeah. Reader's Digest is, a, is the, it's for one thing, it's, it's regular people. It, it tells some jokes in there. It, I, I, I think it's I think it's well done. It, it just feels like a uh, like a uh, you know city magazine. It's just like a, a beautiful thing. But there's how about there's TV so- Guide? How about I'll go with TV Guide. Is that considered a magazine? That is right. <laughs> or, 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 TV you, yeah. or you could go with one of the NFL or NCAA yeah. college football preview magazines. Yeah, all or those. I, I, yeah, and you those know, were, docs and all those. Exactly the docs, the Street and Smiths, like we talk about all that. You know, Mark Lawrence got his, yeah. his little, has his. Isn't there a blue going. ribbon or something? Yeah, yeah, there so, you go. yeah. Well, there's a blue ribbon restaurant. They have yeah. great chicken wings. Whether you think I mean, so every, or not. Every, I mean, everybody knows you're a great dresser. What about GQ? GQ. There you go. That's nice. I like that. All right, brother. We'll let you go, man. Go go ahead and get back and do what you do and read your magazines, and we'll catch you on the rebound. Uh, good stuff with the draft uh, analysis today. And uh, we'll get you back on, and we'll talk about the mess that's going on in the in Houston with the Rockets. We'll get you back on later with that. All right, well, just, just make sure you missed our the greatest book of all time is what? Kill a mockingbird, like I predicted, right? Of course. There you go. See, I never never read a page. Look at it. Look at it now. You saw the movie, though, right? At least least with the footnotes or something, anything. (laughs) All right, man. We'll talk to you later. That's Big big Bill Cartwright, the five-time NBA champ, the Nick, the Bull, supersonic. All right, we come back on the other side. We'll talk a little UFC. Heidi Fang will join us. Nick Bogdanovich from William Hill. All that and a whole lot more coming your way. Hour number two. Don't you dare go anywhere.